0: Hello and welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messaggi, Enneagram Six, Life Coach for Sixes. If you are interested, this is a bonus episode that really walks you through my own current feeling experience and how I navigate that in a situation that I'm currently going through. Yeah, if that interests you, listen in. Hello. Little bonus here. I was talking to a client earlier this week and we were talking about the podcast and I was saying how I always want to do like a podcast after the podcast because, of course, when I finish whatever I put together, my brain does a whole bunch of self-scaring around You can imagine all the things. Oh, you didn't say that well enough. That idea didn't make any sense. Why would you say that? You left these things open. You might upset someone with that, you know, on and on and on. Normally, I just manage my emotions and get on with my life. But in this week, I really felt like I had left an opportunity to really show what this feelings work can really look like. And I have a situation in my life right now where I am managing a lot of emotion and in terms of my relationship. So I thought I would just really walk through what this looks like for me in real time. And I thought that might be helpful. So One of the things that you'll hear, I mean, I I even wrote this down. It's somewhat of a tedious process, particularly in the beginning, if a lot of this stuff is new. Obviously, I've been doing the work that I do and the work that I teach and coach for a long time. So it's not new. And the benefit I get from that is the ability to slow myself down. When we're talking about reactive and automatic patterns, the whole thing happens so quickly. And when we're doing work, usually we are looking backwards, right? We're sort of examining something that has happened to be able to pull apart these patterns. And there does come a point where you're doing it in real time, and it really is somewhat like slowing down time because there's enough internal uh, scaffolding that that can be done without just sort of plummeting into the other pole, right? Of being above or below, which I've talked about a ton, so here's the situation. And the other thing I want to say is, it's so true that some situations uh, make being emotionally regulated much easier. And some situations make emotional regulation much more complicated. So, The other thing I want to say is when we're doing active work, it is really useful to do it in situations that are where the stakes are not that high. It it could seem too small to even talk about or even think about or even work through. The brain could offer, like, this is dumb. Don't even try it about this. But really, 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 if you think of building new muscles like you would physical muscles, you cannot start. Lifting really heavy muscles, like literally, you can't do it if it's too heavy. So, you walk back and you make sure that you're lifting at a weight where you can keep your form and you work until you fatigue. And then, you know, it's, it's, you can see that process very clearly when it comes to how we might build physical muscle. We don't tend to give ourselves the same grace and space when we're building emotional muscle or trying to unwind or rebuild or rewire mental patterns. It's a, it's a, it's a shame that we can't sort of, I mean, I guess this is an invitation to frame work, growth work in terms of your lifting. It's, it's just, it's harder to do emotional regulation when it's harder. And it's easier when it's easier. So I just encourage you to practice on things that are, would seem to your brain to maybe not be that big of a deal or whatever. The circumstance I'm about to share with you, I would say for me, it's a heavy lift, but not anywhere near the heaviest. Everybody's okay. However, it's, there's a lot of pieces to the work here and, Yeah, I'm just going to walk you right on through it. So the situation is a few months ago, we rescued a kitten in our neighborhood who was up in a tree, mewing for its life, and we grabbed the kitten from the tree. My husband and I were on a walk, and we brought the kitten home, and my husband is very allergic to cats, and my son seems to be as well. So we had no intention of keeping the cat. However, my daughter took to the cat, was super excited about it, and in my sort of inability to manage what to do with the cat right away, we sort of ended up keeping the cat with the caveat to my daughter that if the allergies got really bad, we weren't going to be able to keep the cat. That wasn't something we would have chosen to do. So that was the setup. And here we are a few months on. And sure enough, the allergies are not good. Very bad. My husband's pretty miserable. My son's been having increasing symptoms. And so my husband and I have been having really tough conversations about, you know, can we make this work? Can we not make this work? And ultimately decided together that we need to rehome the cat. And we knew this is going to be extremely difficult for my daughter. So there's the setup. Okay. And oh, just I just imagine you can all kind of see the ensuing um challenge here. I am the emotional uh laborer in the home. And that is something my husband and I talk about, and he does what he can in that area but the fact of the matter is I'm great at it and I as many sixes tend to be I'm the emotional glue of my home and I am the one who has the sort of you know deeply connected relationships with my kids in a very different way than my husband does so that means the emotional fallout of this decision is going to land on me and That is a thing that I am okay with in theory. So we tell my daughter last night and it wasn't really until bedtime that she started to be really sad and really kind of like, you know, express her thoughts and feelings and all of it. And I did okay. In that moment, it was fine. I knew that was coming and I'm very capable of being with her emotions for the most part I am not anywhere near perfect with this but then comes this morning okay so husband and I having coffee and I can feel it I'm just mad I'm mad and I'm sad I actually really like this cat (laughs) even though so many things about it are a pain to have a puppy and a kitten I really like her and I wish we could keep her. I do. So, you've got my own experience happening. You have me thinking about my daughter's experience happening. And so, there's starting to really be this swirl of emotion, and I don't like it. And I really want to blame my husband. I want my feelings and my daughter's feelings to be his fault and I want to challenge him uh if I'm honest right make him feel bad and I and I can just feel this rising up in my chest now I don't actually want to do those things so the picture that I want to paint for you here is there's what my head is doing there's my heart experience the feelings piece and there is my gut knowing. And in this particular situation, I don't have a particular gut knowing. I don't actually think there is a right or wrong decision here. And so my gut isn't really talking to me too much about the the kitten situation. What I do have access to are my values. So in lieu of a clear gut knowing, I have my values, particularly around connection with my family members emotional support of myself and the people in my circle, and the belief that we can move through hard things. And there's actually benefit to moving through hard things in life. So those are the values that I'm really oriented to and anchored to in lieu of just a really strong sense of, you know, what we should do here. So The the values are sort of encapsulating my experience. And, but what my head is doing is a whole bunch of different things. My head is telling me that he should work harder. He should not be so worried about his experience. He should, you know, be oriented to my daughter's experience. He shouldn't make her feel bad. He, you know, you can imagine all the things. And so there's also my head is checking in with the committee, okay? What are people, what would people think? Well, this person is going to think, you know, what are people going to think about him ultimately is what my brain is offering. Like, it's a problem if people think bad things about your husband, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that is like a faux... That is a fake protection, by the way. This is something I really want to call out. We do a lot of things in our system um, to not let people just have their own experience. We don't want people to have their own thoughts about our people. Like there's a whole bunch there. One of the great things about coaching is we actually can slow everything down enough. I mean, this is one of my gifts as a coach is as I'm listening and asking questions and we're doing different things, we really can pull all of this out so that we can look at it clearly instead of it all just being subconscious and swirly and all the things. So you can see my head has access to all of the various opinions, all of the doubt and question and concerns and, oh, of course, the worst case scenario of like, this is going to ruin uh, my husband and my daughter's relationship forever. That's, that would be my like worst case scenario here, right? She's going to, they're, they're never going to um, be okay. <laughs> Which you could argue is actually between them. But my brain's, you know, not offering me that up readily. So that's what's going on in my Head. And then in my body, there is this anger and this um, protectiveness and then sadness and even grief I can feel, which then my brain has thoughts about. You shouldn't be grieving this. It's just a cat. Like, what? What? So my brain's very judgmental of my experience. And my brain wants to keep pulling my attention back. My brain is trying to pull me out of my body because there's a lot going on in here up to itself where it wants to just keep feeding me narrative and story and narrative and story and other people's uh you know potential thoughts opinions whatever so i keep taking my attention from the swirl back down into my body and it's all happening in my chest like i said i don't have a lot of gut about this particular situation it's all swirling in my chest and there's a lot of sensation there's a lot of like hard pokey hot things happening there's a lot of twisting and um it's not comfortable it's actually okay right now as i'm doing this because this was all this morning that i did all this work and was like this would be a good one to share so Again, my head, I feel it. I feel my head wanting to pull attention, pull me back up. And I keep coming back to my heart and letting these sensations be there. They are not a problem. The sensations are not a problem. And then, what are my values here? Connection with my people. I could not connect with my husband this morning, and that is fine. I needed to let the emotions move. I needed to let them have their whole experience before I was able to reconnect with him, which I couldn't get there this morning, and that was fine because I was busy really supporting myself emotionally. He went to the office today, which was perfect. So I was just letting the morning be uncomfortable. I was keeping my mouth shut, and... I was not emoting at him. I did not want to actually cause friction between us when this is a decision we made together. This is the other thing. We tend to disempower ourselves by missing our own choices. He and I have talked this through extensively. We've made this choice together. So now that we're sort of in the thick of it, of course, I want out. And what's the easiest way to get out is to blame someone else. <laughs> but I don't really I don't want to do that. That's not who I want to be in this relationship. So I'm reminding myself that f- for me to have the opportunity to reconnect, I need to let my emotions move through. I need to really have my own self-support and just let what's happening happen for as long as it is. In my interactions with my daughter this morning, I was really able to find that that emotion of connection. And it was just tender with her. It was fine. You know, her and I are kind of looking at the cat and we both, you know, kind of know the journey that we're on here to find the cat a new home. And it's okay because me also orienting to this belief that we can go through hard things and be okay, particularly... If we have connection and support, it just makes everything okay. It's okay that she is having an experience. It's okay that I'm having an experience. And it's okay that my husband is having an experience that's very different from mine. The only way for me to get there cognitively is for me to let myself have my emotional experience and not try to get rid of it and not give him the power for creating what is happening inside my body so that's how i'm moving through and the really cool thing that tends to happen when i let myself keep and hold anger and my frustration and i let those things move and i and i literally physically kind of move my body and sometimes if it's really in my chest like that like i will rub my chest like whoo it's okay, right? Like it's it's hot. It's hot and hurdy in here. It's okay. And those emotions do tend to move as as long as I don't let my brain pull focus and let my brain pull attention and tell me all the things it wants to tell me. I'm like, I see you brain. I know what you're doing. I'm here right now with my heart, letting it do its thing. When those emotions start to move through, Softer things, more tender emotions tend to surface. The ones that my like anger and my frustration and my err uh, are often protecting me from. Not always, but often that's what's going on. And so as those were given space to just exist and move through, the more tender emotions were able to come on board. And one of those is this sense of deep connection to my people, even when things aren't exactly as we want them to be. Okay. So there's the podcast after the podcast. That is how that is how I do it in real time. And like I said at the beginning, there's a lot of different pieces involved there that I've put together. And yeah, this is the work. And it doesn't have to look like that. I just wanted to share this as an example of how I am doing the work in real. Real time. That's not any kind of prescription or, you know, step by step, but it hopefully is an example of how all of these emotions that we have, all of the feelings that exist in our bodies are not, they're not a problem. They're not a problem. And they also aren't in charge. They aren't the deciders of how I show up in my life, but they get permission to exist, they get space. All of the things okay hope that was helpful that's it i hope it was helpful okay bye okay thank you for listening if that is helpful if you like those more drawn out slowed down what are we actually doing here let me know i can do more of them okay have a great week talk to you soon